What's going on, good people? What's going on? It's the South Straight Talk Show. Man, it's been a minute since I've been on since the Kobe Bryant incident, accident, tragedy, you know, I, 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 a roadblock in sports. I, I mean, it, it was that drastic to where it was hard to even just to make an episode just to come on and be like, man, like... Super Bowls happen, All Star Weekends happen, um, some good spirited NBA regular season games, um, news in the NFL, you know, postseason, post postseason, should I say? But still, like 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 uh, last night, I listened to uh, Up and Smoke, uh, All the Smoke, All the Smoke with Matt Barnes and uh, Stephen uh, Jackson. Captain Jack, as they, I like to call him, um, Stack Five, whatever you want to call him, but that's a great podcast. And uh, listening to the Kobe Bryant episode, man, it put me back in the stupor. Like, damn, man, Kobe gone, but show must go on. And I'm, you know, you know, with work and everything like that, it's hard to sit there and get these episodes pumped out. Got to get more consistent on a consistent basis for y'all to listen to me because y'all. Or, you know what I'm saying, uh, listening to me is something y'all want to do on a more regular basis instead of me popping out episodes maybe once every once in a while. So you want to get better at that. But, you know, I don't get paid for this. <laughs> so the free time I get, I could try to do this, I will. But a lot of that has to go with, you know, Kobe's death and just like being kind of out of sorts with sports where you're just like, oh, my God. I mean, we had the XFL been going on. That's been entertaining. We got Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury this weekend. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I'm back. How y'all doing? So, today, I want to talk about those things. I want to talk about these things in a short order where y'all get my opinions, my takes on on things that has happened in the month of Black History Month, a powerful month, especially, you know what I'm saying, for us out there. So, it's just like... Every year, this this month rolls around. It's just like that moment of saying, like, this is not a month to be, you know, somebody made a post and said that Black History Month is not about sadness. It was kind of like a real, you know, saying like a a racist comment in the sense of saying that this person hated Black History Month. This person was like, you know. All, all y'all do is cry and, and be sad and talk about back in the end. No, 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 no. We talk about what's in our history, but we talk about and we appreciate and we are glad the way things are going for us at this time. And we look back on those things to where it took a long time. It, it took a long way to get to where we are, and we still ain't right yet. But this is not a month to sit there and hang your heads or anything like that. So with that being said, you know, cheers to the end of, you know what I'm saying, Black History Month. We're coming down to the last week or so. And uh, so, like I said, I've always shared, you know what I'm saying, Black History uh, every year on Facebook. I do word of mouth on, on this episode, on, on this show, on Twitter, wherever. I'm going to 
kind of acknowledge Black History Month because that is important to me and my family. So that being said, I'm gonna move on to sports. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start off with the Super Bowl. I'm gonna say real quick that great game, a game to remember. Way better than uh, Rams versus Patriots. Um, that was a stinker. Um, so that right there is first off foremost. You had a great game with two teams that you just don't think that you would see in the Super Bowl together. But even though the 49ers was there not too long ago against the Ravens, the Kansas City Chiefs has been knocking on the door as well. Just not conference championship, not Super Bowl. They've been in the playoffs. They've had big-time winning records. They've been, like, way above 500. So when they make it to the Super Bowl, it's like, wow, here we go. Andy Reid, second time there, or third, because he was in uh, Green Bay. But getting there and trying to get it done for him, you know, and the team, what he put together and, and everything like that, the play caller, the, you know, getting everything out. People want to talk about the defense and all that stuff. They did the right things. They brought in Chris Jones. You know what I'm saying? They got rid of D. Ford. The things that they did bring in Tyron Matthew, you know, letting go of Eric Berry. I mean, just things that where you would think, like, dang, I thought they would keep D. Ford just over a penalty. Or, dang, you know, Berry had cancer and he came back and they're just going to get rid of all those things. They needed to do those things. They had to get rid of Peters through those years. They had to get rid of uh, things to where they get Fuller end up being a better corner for it. You know, you get guys like that to just like, okay, I get it. And you, you keep certain players, you move certain players, you do this, whatever, like that, and then look at what they're able to do. When the, when the tough guy going, the defense stepped up, and it woke up Patrick Mahomes. So talking about this game, we're going to talk about how the run game worked so well for the 49ers. It was working, but how was it working? It wasn't just running a pill to Mostert like they was doing against Green Bay. It was Debo Samuel. Screens. Reverses and things like that got them off the running. Then Tevin Coleman had some good runs. So that that was right off the bat. It wasn't the old-fashioned or how they were running against Green Bay. That's why I saw in this game where it was like, okay, we'll see how they mix it up and stuff like that or what they're going to do. And then when you do that, it, you're going to start passing the ball. And I said before the game started, I said, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to give you one or two interceptions if you let him pass the ball. He gave you two interceptions. I mean, come on. So we go on from the game where I think it the, you know, you get the early momentum. Kansas City got ball first. They gave it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so now San Francisco's got this momentum. They 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 itching, they biting. Then comes the Jimmy Garoppolo interception. And that made Cal Shanahan go, huh. It just Changed everything, the dynamic. You know, they whined about him not trying to get points before half and all that stuff like that. You know, you just don't want to give Patrick Mahomes and that offense an ignition. And he didn't want to do that. I was kind of with him on that. I still am. Because you don't want that, you know, after the pass, offensive pass in the French, which it was. People want to talk about the Randolph play and stuff like that. That was more egregious because you've had a pushback of the DB. He was really knocked off track. He extended his arm. And it was a play to where, like, he didn't have to. Where Kyle Rudolph, I'm not going to sit there and say he had to do that. I mean, like, they were both tussling. They were both hands-on. Kyle Rudolph's taller. Did he have to do that? Ah, not necessarily. But when you got two guys hand-fighting that is not within five yards, how can you call that? So that's how I kind of defended that call and not defend this one because Kittle was, was – he already had him beat. 
I think he was pushing off to try to get more yards to carry after the carry, I mean, after the catch. And that could have been the reason why he pushed off. And then that's going to make it offense pass interference. So then you don't try to go down the score. You kick, you know what I'm saying? You nail it, go to half. We go from there. Um, I think what really broke for the Chiefs is not Mahomes yet. But what kind of slowly worked for Mahomes was that happened in the first half and it subtly happened in the second half. If you want to think about, say, like a game like uh, Clemson versus Ohio State. That was good thinking on Patty Mahomes' behalf because I'm pretty sure Andy Reid was like, I don't know what you're doing. But he ran outside the pocket and tried to make plays, ran in the middle. I mean, he ran in the teeth of the defensive line and got yard. That changes certain things. If you're going to keep doing that, that's going to make certain players be like, oh, 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 watch yourself. Certain players will get open, and that passing rhythm is going to happen. I think him doing that, Tyron Matthew waking up the defense so you get stops. And you have to put a little bit up to where the execution of the 49ers where they didn't execute. Made the momentum happen for the Chiefs to get back into the game, back into the flow, because 49ers just going to keep on just going down the field and just doing what they were going to do. It had to change. Tyron Matthew looked over there and was like, look here, man, we need to start playing some football. Run game slowed up. They started giving the ball to Debo Samuel. That's 49ers' fault. So now you try to get born the ball. Miss by Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, uh, Kittle was missed on so many plays. Even that pass to Bourne, he was open. He was open on about four or five plays that you wanted to pass. And it was play action passes too. Um, didn't really get most of the ball. Um, Breida didn't get the ball at all. I thought it was strange. Um, like I said, Debo Samuel was cut out the whole second half. And a big key adjustment that the uh, Chiefs did was moving Tyreek Hill to slot. That opened up so much for them. And you got to give credit to to uh, Damian Williams. He was the guy that was like, hey, I'm going to give y'all some relief and help run, too. You know, I'm not going to be sit there and just be the slouch. And he caught the ball and ran, too. I mean, make big plays. Big guys step up in big moments, and he was one of them. I caught it when he made his first big run. I said, see, I said, he's playing with a lot of heart. Keep giving him the ball. Good things will happen. He did it all game long. No penalties, no dumb plays, no fumbles, no nothing. He played good all day. Was he deserving MVP? No. I'll tell you why later when I get to the end of the game. But when you get to the point to where you got the Chiefs are coming back, at this point they're coming back. Damian Williams scored. Here they come. And you get in that point to where you got to pass. You got two people like, oh, you should have ran the ball. No, they were stopping the run. Tyron Matthew pumped that defense so up. And Chris Jones being the type of personality he is, and everybody just bought in right at that point. They were flying at the ball, and they were get that one interception was close. Uh, um, I can't remember his name dropped the ball. I think it was Fuller who dropped the ball. But then I'm getting one later. So it's just like everybody just stepped up and just played good football, man. And and that was a key turnaround because they could have just kept on being lazy and just like, oh, pat three and out again. But they said, you know what? He has came through for us so much, put up 40, 50 points and stuff like that. Let's help him out this time. Let's, let's help him out because him taking dead on hits, that one in the first quarter, taking dead on smacks, and he was getting hit, he was getting pressured. He wasn't all the way right. He wasn't there. He, he You know what I'm saying? He had to get himself the bearings of that. The pass to Tyreek Hill wasn't a really a launcher because he was getting torpedoed. So, I mean, like, 
he made plays that was out of this world that people were doing. Sit there and want to call a duck. I don't know. That was a punt pass. Like he got it to him. Tyreek Hill used the speed to outrun everybody. They had to catch up to him to get to the damn ball. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. So I mean, I, I just give kudos to that game. Period. The fans, the the, the commentary, the halftime show. I, the big like that was a Super Bowl. I don't know what that was last season. I don't know what that was. Todd Gurley not getting the ball. Who what's wrong with him? Tom Brady looking old. They didn't have nobody on offense. They didn't have really the the defense wasn't all that stifling, but you had a team that had a Jared Goff that just wasn't ready, a Jared Headlights. It's all ghost out there. Couldn't get that high prolific offense going because they're a play action offense. And they couldn't get Gurley going. They couldn't get you ain't going to get C.J. Anderson going against that team defense. Yeah, against the Cowboys because they weren't expecting it. But when you got Belichick doing hours and hours of film, like, okay, we already got C.J. Anderson stopped. We good. But you look at this one, man, I mean, it just – it was great, man. It was one for the ages. I, I think, like, for the, the, the sake of where, like, Jimmy Garoppolo had a chance to be the hero and he overthrew Debo. Or was it Debo? No, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders had it. He would have caught it, and he would have scored. Overthrew it. Kind of like that Taysom Hill throw in college uh, that I saw a week ago. Scary. That somebody would say, I'm going to get to that later. But Pat Mahomes, man, he deserved MVP. Rushing touchdown, ran the ball, made big-time plays, got it done. He the one drove down the field, made the passes. The Sammy Watkins, good route, killed Sherman, good pass. Right underneath it. Could have threw it like Garoppolo. Could have been overthrown. Could have been out of bounds. Perfect pass. Catch. He was doing the damn thing. Travis Kelsey being better than Kittle, but Kittle was open. Kittle was open. Just couldn't get it. Why? Because Garoppolo. I mean, it wasn't Cal Shanahan. He wouldn't have had him controlling his hand to hit X or R1. It's not up to him. When the, when his down set hut. It's up to that person to make a play. Execution. You got to execute in the way it's born. The pass almost got an interception. Um, it, was, it was a lot of plays, man. They didn't run the, 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 the screen anymore in the second half, which it was getting stopped. The screens were getting stopped. The screens were getting stuffed. Um, they weren't getting the four or five yards of carry on the run. They had to switch it up. And when you tell a guy who only threw the ball eight times in a conference championship game to throw the ball 20 times in the Super Bowl – yeah, his percentage completion, uh, uh, completion percentage looked decent, or he looked oh man, like he he's he's doing good. Yeah, that looked good. But dink and dunk, dink and dunk. First half, a lot of first half damage. Second half, it was no damage. Just wasn't a good game. Kudos and like I said, Andy Reid. I was glad he got one. I was really upset Shady McCoy couldn't dress to play. Got a ring nonetheless. Congratulations to the Chiefs. Can they repeat? I mean, they got a guy that's going to that's, that's young, and he's doing his third year, and he's won a Super Bowl. You got guys that are young. You got Tyreek Hill. You got Sammy Watkins. You got Travis Kelsey. All these guys coming back. Can they do it again? We're going to see. Hell of a season. Hell of a Pro Bowl atmosphere, stuff like that. I want to give a kudos to that. Hell of a, hell of a Pro Bowl. Didn't touch the All-Star Weekend for the NBA, though. Wouldn't even dare touch it. <laughs> but a 10-foot pole. But moving on to some NFL things, like I said, man, you had like an uh, offensive guy that was at 
the Saints in there talking about that uh, um, Taysom Hill could throw just as good as or throws better than Lamar Jackson. What? Did you know this man was MVP? Did you know this man won MVP? Did you think they would have gave him MVP if he couldn't throw? Like, all the running that he did, if he could not throw, do you think they would have gave Lamar Jackson MVP? Whoever that person is, shut up. I know you're trying to endorse a player that you used to coach, and he, he's feeling like, damn, I need to move on because Drew Brees is coming back, Teddy Bridgewater there. I want to be able to throw the ball. We don't want to see that. We do not want to see that. Just saying. Um, just saying. Congratulations to, to Lamar Jackson. MVP, man. I mean, MVP. MVP. Most valuable player. 1,000 yards rushing, 4,000 yards passing, 30-some touchdowns. Um, you know, just hated that the playoff run ended like that because he had a remarkable season. Uh, straight up. Um, rookie of the year goes to Calamari. I would have gave it to either... I don't know. He he. I don't know. I just I just look at the, they gave it to him because with what they had at Arizona and for what the things he was able to do, they just didn't look like a dormant team. Like they looked like they could compete every game. I mean, their first game was a tie. So I mean, like and they were down, looked horrible, and they came back because Kyler Murray went crazy. So I mean, I can see some of the glare when you look at the quarterback getting a little bit more shine than the Josh Jacobs, AJ Brown, or DK Metcalf, or Debo Samuel. But, nonetheless, Kyler Murray gets it. Um, with this Tom Brady thing, talk about this. If he stays or goes, is he going to be that good? Is he that prepared? Is he that... TB12, like, does that shit work so much to where he's feeling like he's 36? Does he even feel like he's 39? Ask yourself these questions. When you watched last, this season, and you watched Tom Brady, even the games where they looked good and they won and they played the shitty AFC East, and now they lost to the Dolphins last game, but what I'm saying is that he didn't look good. Defense got a lot of praise throughout the season. You had, a, you had a moment where you had a, uh, Antonio Brown, so that was one win. But I'm just saying, you had moments to where, where was Tom Brady great? Where was Tom Brady like, oh, you see that drive and all that stuff? No. It was defense. Short field, good field position, get get the three and out, get time on the field. You had the run game. You had ding and dunks and stuff like that to get the bull points that they was able to get to win games. They only blew out the Dolphins in the, in the, in the Steelers. They didn't blow out the Cowboys. They didn't blow out teams. Hell, they had a cheat against the Bengals. They knew that that, that they were trying to get that, that first seed or second seed or whatever, and they coming down the stretch, and they, they lose to the Dolphins. Like I said, where was he great to where you think that – you got people wanting Dak Prescott to take a back seat or to go to another team so the Dallas Cowboys can get this man. Or got the Raiders saying they're prepared to offer him $60 million for two years. $60 million? For two years? Come on. He's Tom Brady, but he ain't Tom the Miracle Man. He's not Tom the guy found the youth. He's not Tom, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. I don't like it. I don't like it not one bit. Now, I do say if he wants to play, hey, play. But 
to try to stranglehold on saying that you're the best free agent out there, like, oh, my God, it kills me. It kills me. He's not the best free agent out there. He's just Tom Brady. If you take a chance on him, you know, take a chance on him. Not Peyton Manning at 37 going to the Broncos. He's Tom Brady at 42 leaving the Patriots. And we all know what I mean by that. That means it's not a package deal. That means Bill Belichick is going to keep his ass right there in that hoodie in New England so he can go to Nantucket and everything like that. He's not going nowhere. A lot of the success for Tom Brady, I'm still giving it to Bill Belichick. Coach and GM. So, yeah. There you have it. Where's the greatness from Tom Brady at the age of 42? I've seen it in the 20s. I've seen it in the 30s. He came up short a couple of times in the 30s, but nonetheless, he still came up big. He's got six rings. But that's not all him. It's not all Tom. Hell, Julian Adam had to make the most carpet-scraping catch of all fucking time. I've never seen a play like that. That man literally saw the ball inches away from touching the turf, and he picked it up and got it. Vinatieri, defense, Corey Dillon, I mean, Troy Brown. I'd give a West Virginia shout-out. I mean, come on, man. Tom Terrific. (laughs) Drew Brees coming back. He's the rated second best free agent out there. Then you got Dak. So Drew Brees, Tom Brady are just better than Dak or better than these young guys that are coming up that you don't know that they can be great because y'all stuck on Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Two Drew Brees is what? Two bad playoff games in a row back to back year? I don't know, man. He didn't have a great one against the Rams. Hell. Got him in the reason, got the big reason why they kept it that close. And, yeah, he drove down the field about the winning with that egregious pass interference. But still, he didn't have a great game. He didn't have a great game in this playoffs against the Vikings. Just didn't. Got outplayed by Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. You like that? So he's out there. But he's coming back to the Saints. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. So he's coming back. Dak. What's going to be with Dak? Are they going to sign him? Are they going to franchise tag him? Byron Jones is leaving. You got to pay Amari Cooper. I mean, like, you, you, I mean, you, I mean, you paid Zeke. You paid Dak. Trust that man. What do you want? He's giving you numbers. He's giving you leadership. He's giving you a reason why a locker room can sit there and say, we want him back. We want Dak back. Have they sit there and said, you know, he's been – Bad for the locker room, or you know, might have need a better quarterback, or she mumbling. No, no, none of that. Sign the man. It's the only right. Um, just sign him. Uh, Jesus, Everson Griffin is opting out of the Vikings. He had three years left on the contract. Seeing what he can get. Who knows? He's a good player. You know, Vikings didn't. Wouldn't exactly say need him. He know he can make a lot of money out there in the free agent market, knowing he would make less if he, I guess, what he's making with the three years left in the Vikings, he wants something bigger, which he can get now. You know, playing for three more years for a team that's doing what they're doing, 
looking good, get there, lose. Looking good, get there, lose. And him having to be the main cog of being out there on the field because if you were to look at the past runs of the Vikings, it's been led by defense. And then you have defense, then run game. Helps out dealing on Stephen Diggs. Speaking of Stephen Diggs, I mean, he's deleted everything Viking-wise off his social media. So now you got him. Like, yeah, I went out of here. Owners and players are close to a CBA at the end of the week. That's good. We don't need no lockouts, no things like that. Go ahead and get this shit over with. Let's get it done. Um, Jordan Reed, um, he's... uh, cleared concussion protocol, but he's going to get cut. That man can't get tackled. He gets tackled by a freaking dry race board. He's done. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Jesus, that man bumps into a door walking in. I mean, he might be out for two weeks. I mean, it just, he's a great tight end. He reminds me of Aaron Hernandez. He came from Florida. He reminds me of a guy like Aaron Hernandez, somebody that's got a stoutness to him. He's quick. He can move like a wide receiver, plays tight end. He's reminding me of Aaron Hernandez. He don't got the toughness at all. Greg Robinson, lineman for the Cleveland Browns. Yes, the Cleveland Browns are in the headlines again. Greg Robinson faces 20 years in prison for possessing 150 pounds of marijuana. You're trying to be a kingpin, but you're in the NFL. Remember Coe Simpson and guys like that? Stop it. Now, I have no problem with marijuana at all. I think it should be legal. It's a plant. Um, I think it should be helpful in the, the process of healing in NFL, NBA, and sports all around the world. Uh, baseball don't give a shit, as you can see. That's cool. But you got it to a point to where you can fly. You can basically sit there and go to a legal state and get a bunch of weed, and then you think you're going to just try to be Tony Montana? Just just chill back and smoke and shit, man. Like, what are you doing? You're in the NFL. You have nothing. You have a lot to lose. Guys out there that's doing 150 pounds a pot, they got a lot to lose. I mean, nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. They're like, man, I'm trying to get this. Like, they have nothing to lose at all. You're in the NFL. You can get traded to another team. Yeah, you might be saying, I want Darren Browns. Like, but you're Greg Robinson. I remember you from college. 157 pounds of weed, man. And you're trying to think you're you're trying to be narcos or some shit. <sighs> it just makes you know, it just makes black people look bad too. It makes the NFL look bad. Cause it's like, oh, like what what type of, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, that's just stupid. It's just stupid. It's just like at a point to where like at which I like I said, I think Football players should be able to, to uh, medicate with marijuana. But whenever Ricky Williams was going through that, I mean, I know you liked it, Ricky, but, like, at a point to where you're going to stop making money, are you going to stop or are you going to keep going? You know, you ask yourself that question, like, damn, like, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can, like, bust through this wall and be like, you know what, can y'all just make it legal? They weren't going for it. So they suspended you. You kept suspending yourself. You could have been, like, you could have way more rushing yards. I ain't sitting there saying football is that important in your life and how you may feel and stuff like that. He wasn't trying to sell 157 pounds of it. He was just trying to medicate. I dig all that. But my point is, my point stands remaining is that you are in making millions of dollars and are you going to risk it? My thing is to risk. Why risk it? Moving on. 
Redskins are getting Adrian Peterson back. He's climbing up the rate, uh, rushing yards, all-time list. I'm glad he's still running hard at 35 years old. Dwight Howard was in the dunk contest. LeBron James still playing at 35. People talking about giving $60 million to Tom Brady. Drew Brees, hopeful coming back. People confident on that. I'm glad that Adrian Peterson is getting that from the Redskins. Yeah, come on back, man. We'll exercise that. Come on back. We'll get you carries, too. I love that because I always I felt like the NFL kind of went away from that a little bit. But he's putting up the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Frank Gore, same way. I love it. Because if you're able to produce, don't shit on him because he old. Now, with this new CBA, it could be to where it's going to be expanding of the playoff field. Could be more teams. Could be a 17th week. I mean, uh, what a what a 18th week? You know, for games for for teams to get in. How we feeling on that? Do we need it? Do we need more teams in the playoffs? I mean, if we look at this playoffs, we have more teams. Who could have got in? Cowboys. Um, what about on the AFC side? I mean, some teams that was lingering around that could have got in, possibly Chargers, Steelers. Interesting. Could have got an extra game, could have got a chance, like the Cowboys. Could have got an extra week. Maybe could have been a game against the Eagles again. I don't know, like a, like a third division game, like make it, make the, you know, I don't know. I, I Whatever they do, I know they're doing or do due diligence to make it right, to make it to where it's going to be entertaining for us not to hate it. Just don't do nothing gimmicky or just don't do nothing where it's going to hurt the players. You know, I, I remember it was about three, four years ago they was talking about extending the game three, you know, extra games. They don't need all that. But if we are going to make an extra week, at least take a week off the preseason or something like that, you know, the first week, make it a three-week preseason, I don't know. That's just my my opinion. That's just my opinion. Um, the Eagles released Nigel Bradham. He's a Super Bowl champ. Big help to the Eagle team. You know, these things happen. It's the NFL's a business. These players get moved around. Some players like Nigel Bradham are not like Drew Brees or Tom Brady. They're just not. These players are going to move around. He's going to help out another team. And if the team becomes successful, then Nigel Bradham will be right there in the mix of that. It's a business. You're still going to get money. You're still going to have a chance to play. Just don't get in a situation where you get blackballed like Kaepernick, which I still think is just beyond me because there's talent in the NFL that I just think that he's better than. Um, I just think it went so far along I think he got to the point where he enjoyed this charade other than actually playing. That's just my opinion. I think he like, hell, I'm making money. I got a deal by Nike. I ain't got hit in three years. Shit. Real talk. President Trump pardoned the uh, former uh, 49ers owner, DeParlo Jr. Um... That made a lot of people happy in the Bay Area. Uh, Jerry Rice was ecstatic. Um, you had people that, you know, uh, Jim Brown. 
Um, you had people like Ronnie Lott. You know, the Barlow, he helped, you know, the 49ers get faster world rings, man. Um, Barlow, 73, he, he, he stepped down from his role the year prior after multiple newspapers reported that he would be indicated for a gambling fraud. He ceded control of the 49ers to his sister, Denise. Um, you know, that's where, you know, York comes into play. Um, who still, you know, the family still runs the team. York comes in. He's doing the things of trying to make this team good. They get to the Super Bowl, and like he said, trying to make that culture great, and that happened. Um, DeBarlow, he avoided prison, but was fined a million dollars and suspended for a year by the NFL. It's just this pardon. It just gives it. It just marks. It makes it go away. So I mean, he's not a he's not a uh, person that you can sit there and say, oh man, he's 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 gambling fraud. You know, he's he he's Pete Rose, even though I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. So, I guess you can say kudos to that. I'm not going to say to the 45s. I'm really not. In other news, the uh, Arizona Cardinals Inc. Uh, Left tackle DJ Humphreys, three years, $45 million. Um, $29 million guaranteed in that. And that's going to be average salary of $15 million. Um, kept Kyler Murray, I guess, pretty safe for a 26-year-old that can get better. Um, and they can develop into a nice little, you know, it's like you, 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 if you have a young tackle that had a you know, pretty good season, um, especially protecting a guy like a Kyler Murray. Um, that's, that's, that's pretty damn good. I mean, you 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 build that, you let that develop, and now he's going to block him, block for him forever. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be etched in. It's pretty darn good. Um, Kyler hopes the Cardinals draft C.D. Lamb, former Oklahoma teammate. They should be pretty high up in the draft to where they can get a guy like him. Cardinals trying to get their self, you know what I'm saying, uh, out of that hole because I think Larry Fitzgerald's coming back for another year. I mean, you're trying to do something for Larry, man. Get it done for Larry. Because if that team gets to a point where they can score a bunch of points and, and that defense is not bad, bad, Cardinals could be pretty good. You just got to get more efficient with, you know, first halves, man. Their first halves, and you just like, who they – who who. Who who this team playing? Cardinals? Where the Cardinals at? They don't look like they're playing football until the second half. At all. <clears throat> oh yeah, A B Apology Brown. That's my new name I'm giving them. A B Apology Brown going around apologizing, but still rapping and still doing all that stuff. But he's changing, he's humbling it up, he's apologizing to everybody. Ben Robertsberger, Juju. Don't think that happened yet. Um, but he's apologized to Tom Brady, he's apologized to the Patriots, he's apologized to John Gruden. He said he's had a conversation with Gruden. He said the door's still open. Um, you know, Raiders is leaving the door open for anything great. Um, but, uh, you know, um, Steelers are open to helping Brown with no interest in signing him, of course. But they, of course, you want to stand your hand out and help him. That's what you want to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that Apology Brown is doing a good campaign of this and hopefully can get him back in the league. Um, Tomlin. Uh, speaking of Tomlin, you know, he, he's been defending his guy, Mason Rudolph, quarterback out of Oklahoma State, who got hit upside the head by Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett been reinstated. 
Miles Garrett being reinstated, of course, going to have a microphone in his mouth. And, of course, he's going to say the one thing that everybody wanted him to stop saying, which, hey, if he feels that way, there was no audio. And this, and this is the whole thing. It's like the lead did this investigation. But the, the investigation gets cut off because when downset hut gets said, all audio is cut. So all audio that you can get from there is crowd. And you can hear crowd and a bunch of mumble. You're not going to hear what was said in the scuffle when Mason Rudolph's trying to pull off Miles Garrett's helmet and he's calling him to be where and everything else. He might have slipped and caught him that. Can't just call Miles Garrett a liar just because the time that we heard that him come so it came out and say it. Excuse me. I mean, like, it was people heard heard him say that after the game, like a GM of the uh, former GM of the Browns, Dorsey, said he came to him right after the game and said it. So I just looked at it like this. Like, Miles Garrett looks like a person that may not be the most popular guy in the locker room or a person where they might think, like, he's a little different because of the poetry and all the stuff. Like, hey, he's a smart guy. We just kid probably looks down at people, maybe. So people might not like him. But he's six foot five. He's two hundred sixty some pounds. So you can't sit there and just like you know try to punk him out. See, he probably kick your ass. So I just looked at it. Whenever the Browns didn't take up for him, that was their opportunity to be like, oh, we on the mic, so we, you know, we ain't scared of him. And we wouldn't. That was just foolishness. It was out of Baker Mayfield. Man, shut the f- man. Come on, be there for your teammate. I don't give a damn. I know it was wrong. It was do stupid for him to hit him upside the head with helmet. But I think at some point you gotta. Still got to be a band of brothers. And you can't just sit there and just call this man a liar. Because then, what? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. That's why I was like, with Skip Bayless, uh, a couple episodes on Undisputed, when he was sitting there saying, when Dorsey comes out and says he says something immediately after the game, and then the Browns nix the interview with uh, Jay Glazer out of Fox. I mean, like, it looks like they was the ones sitting there trying to hush it up or sit there and try to be like, look, shut up, man. Just leave it alone. We ain't trying to start this race thing. And that's the NFL's MO cause sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't give a shit, really. He's back into the NFL. He's not going to hit nobody in the head with a helmet no more as long as nobody don't call him the N-word with a hard ER. And Mason Rudolph's social media history and stuff like that will make people think that Mace, uh, Mouse Garrett has just went to that because of that. Because he's liked some questionable posts. He's he's a trumper. Let's be all out honest with you. He's a trumper. But he's he's liked some questionable posts. He's uh, he subscribed to a, a few uh, 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 profiles on Instagram and stuff like that. The people going to be thinking like, yeah, he might have did say that. See, it's different. Riley Cooper, he was on camera. He said it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Richie Incognito was on text messages and saying it and stuff like that. So, I mean, those are the things where people can sit there and say, like, oh, but, hey, man, he might, he might have. We can't get that evidence. And people at that time was going crazy, yelling a bunch of stuff. You think they're going to hear uh, two men on the, fl- on, the, on, the, on, the, on the field, on the floor? Like, they were on the ground. There were only two players on the ground. He could have said, dumb nigger. And it made Mouse Gary go, what? He took that helmet and smacked the shit out of him with it. I mean, come on. Panthers. Cam. They're parting ways. Cam, last couple weeks, tried to say they had a good talk and all that good stuff. But that good talk could have been like, hey, yeah, we're going to part ways. But it looked like Cam was sitting there saying he wanted to stay. He didn't want to go. Looks like they're going to part ways. He's got to pass the physical. He should. And we're going to look at how he's going to get traded around like March before that time, March, the end of March. 
Definitely before the end of March. Uh, Darius Slade Jr., he's going to be traded. Lions are trying to get him out of there. Guys, that's going to be costing a lot of money. When you're trying to rebuild, I can understand it. Uh, these are good players. They're not being casted out of bums or anything. Some good teams are going to find them and going to find good use for them. I hope for Darius Slade and big time for Cam Newton. Yeah, there's that go. Uh, Greg Olson landed a one-year deal for $7 million to the Seattle Seahawks. He was thinking about about three other teams. I knew he was going to go to Seattle. Um, good place for tight ends. Russell Wilson likes to throw the tight ends. Uh, they don't have big-time wide receivers. DK Metcalf could have a big-time year coming up, but they run the ball. Play action happens. Greg Olson is always available. That's how it was in Carolina. Be the same way in Seattle. It's a little long in the tooth. He took some hits. His body is probably pretty shredded, but he's from Miami. So I got faith in him. The XFL, I'm going to move on to that. How's everybody been liking that? The XFL, to me, has been great. I think the XFL has been very uh, refreshing. You know, after football, you want to have good quality football. You didn't want that, what was it, Alliance football? I didn't like that. You had guys that wasn't really that good. You had guys you never really heard about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know Landry Jones and Aaron Murray. I know these guys that are coming in this league, Atamu, guys that may be really good but just, you know, couldn't get in the NFL because of systems and stuff like that, you know, verbiage. I look at quarterbacks like that. Um, you got some guys that might just need a different look, maybe for NFL team to look at, like Cardell Jones. He's not a slouch at all. But this league right here is going to help him get back in the NFL. In the eyes of saying he could play because he was a baby coming out of college who I felt should have stayed. It's a good look. And I I, I think it's like a it's more <clears throat> it's more pro than semi pro, but it's it's kind of got a college feel. Cause you got these small stadiums in some of these places they're playing in and they're, you know, trying to pack them in with, with a lot of excitement and noise. But it's just these guys are – these ain't no bums. These ain't no, like, these guys are like, oh, man, like, I've been playing for this semi-pro team over here. You only get 12 people to show up. These guys was just on the NFL roster. I'm seeing guys like Pumphrey and DeAndre Tompkins. I'm seeing names like that. I'm seeing guys that's going to get second chances, like hopefully Noel, De Noel Devine from West Virginia. He should be getting in the league. I've seen where, uh, like I said, man, there's names, man. There's names where you can be like, I remember that guy. But then you got people like Cardo Jones where you're like, man, like he can, he'd he be in the NFL soon. He'll be there soon. But then you get guys that get chances that you're not going to take chances on undersized guys like the quarterback out of Houston Roughnecks, the Hawkins. He's a, I mean, those side arms. He, he's throwing my home type throws where he can run, but he's short. Hey, he looks shorter than Calamari. Glad he get an opportunity to go out there and show his stuff. I like the kickoff. I like the the audio. Only thing I might not like is the, you know, the play call going out loud like that because you know, teams really wanted to cheat on that. I guess I don't know, but I like all that stuff. I like the Xbox controller. On the reviews, I like the, the the that you can hear what they're thinking, what the refs are thinking, what the refs are talking about. I like all that stuff. I like the atmosphere, and I like the 
the TV coverage, the presentation looks legit. You got ESPN, ABC, you got um, 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 uh, um, Fox, you got Fox. So they are treating this like it's the real deal. I mean, the XFL, when it premiered, it was on NBC back in 2001. So they're going to give it a big network to kick it. And they have passed the test in the first two weeks of the season. Now we got week three coming up. It's going to keep that same momentum up. Um, Roughnecks and um, St. Louis had a hell of a game. Hell of a game. That was a great game to watch. So, I mean, that's where this is going to help the league when you get games like that. Um, the Guardians versus uh, the Defenders may not have been the same, but it had good quality in the world. Like I said, you get to see Cardell Jones look good, and that offense, how they moved, and defense just stifled the Guardians. Um, the, the Tampa Bay Vipers, they're just a, a dumpster fire, um, but they will possibly get better. You got the L.A. Um, what do they call it? The L.A. Uh, uh, L.A. team. They're a good team. They, their jerseys are pretty cool. They got Josh Johnson. He played for the Redskins last year. Said all he had to do was play Madden. Get back in tune for that. Or two years. It was season before that. So, it's a good league for players like that. That's going to get a chance in the field like that. Like Josh Johnson. Like I said, I saw... Uh, who was that running back's name that I saw? I think... Was it Martez Carter? He was on the Redskins. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's guys that were just on on teams. It's a good league. I like Vince McMahon's putting his neck out there, man. He's putting a lot of bucks, hoping it pans out. Could it be? Could it be? Going to the NBA season, All-Star Weekend was fantastic. Um, Three-point contest, skills competition, the, the rookie sophomore game. Uh, Luca and Trey Young going crazy. Zion trying to break the rim down. I hated that he missed those dunks. They should have quit giving him the ball because he looked tired. He ain't all the way there yet. Stop it. He weighed 280 pounds. Just had knee surgery. That was kind of risky. Um, the three-point contest was was dope. Buddy Hill went crazy just to see him and, like, Devin Booker. Like, they went crazy. Uh, Trey Young. Started it off, but who's who'd have thought 26 wasn't enough? <laughs> it's crazy. People getting 27s and stuff, but they like the new rules they put in with the deep shot. They can give you three, and then you get the money ball rack. That makes it way more entertaining instead of the standard oh, go rack, 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 rack. I like it. You got guys that are taking those shots. You can see how good they can make those type of shots. It's crazy. Um, I'm going to start off talking about this dunk contest. I think I'm going to start off by saying that it was great. It was good participation. I thought the uh, the crowd was really into it. Um, you had a lot of guys jumping over people, a lot of self, uh, you know, props, human props, should I say, instead of just going up for the dunk. I think Derrick Jones did one of those. I really do. I think he did one of those. One dunk off off two feet. Um, Aaron Gordon, I thought one. Is Derrick Jones deserving? Yes. Aaron Gordon, I thought, should have won. I thought jumping over Taco Fall was better than the free throw line. 
especially he didn't jump over. He didn't jump. He jumped one foot in. But that windmill, it's been there before. Hell, yeah, Vince Carter did the did a did a from the free throw line just a two handed dunk, and they didn't give him a fifty for that. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying was just like him ending it off, but jumping over Taco Fall, man, he jumped over Taco Fall, and he leaned over. So he leaned over. That's still seven, like what? He's seven six. What is that? Three inches? Seven three? I mean, come on. He still jumped over seven foot three man vertically off two feet. Yikes. So, yeah. That just that just threw me for a loop that he didn't win, but that's neither here or there. I don't feel he got robbed twice. I knew. I felt it. You know, I, I was like, man, Aaron Gordon won this, man. But then you go back and you watch the replays and how they was. I was like, ooh, man. And then the next day happened. I said, yeah, Zach Levine won that. Zach Levine won that dunk contest. And then Aaron Gordon came back next year without Zach Levine, and he lost. People forget about that. Then he comes back, and and and, and you know he, he has this uh, amazing resurgence. Dwight Howard comes back. I like that dunk he did. He did a freeze frame and turned around and dunked it. So I like that. It was a good All Star weekend. The All Star game was fantastic. It was a, you know, uh, a great part two because last year it, it ended well, but this right here, the big memorial of Kobe Bryant, everything was great for that. Uh, Adam Levine, to uh, to to. to how Common did the intros, um, but but man, Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Hudson, man, she did a, an absolute fantastic job with that song and that Kobe Memorial. It just it brought me to tears. That one got me. That one definitely got me. Um, the halftime show was good. Dame Lillard performed on Saturday night. That was good. Lil Wayne came out there. Lil Wayne came out there with Chance the Rapper on the halftime show. I wish they'd have got Chief Keith to do Kobe, but that's just me. I'm not a big Chance the Rapper fan, but I thought he put on a good performance. I wouldn't have did Ultra Light Beam, but like I said, good performance. I can't complain about the All-Star Weekend. I'm not complaining. Uh, Shaka Khan did the National Anthem. She's from Chicago. She did the Mass Singer. She was sitting on the move. Uh, people that might not have liked her performance. I liked it right off the bat, and I listened to it again. There were some areas where her voice might have traveled to Bahamas and came back. Uh, but, yeah, good All-Star weekend, great presentation, great All-Star game, great rules. You know, you have a quarter battle. At the end of the quarter, charity gets 100000 I love that. That made it more entertaining, more competitive. Got to the fourth quarter, 20 fouls were called. They were playing hard. They was trying, trying to draw charges. LeBron James was trying to push and wield his team, you know, to win. It was just great. It was great. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. It was like one it was the best All-Star game I've ever seen. And I could go back to 96 from my days of watching All-Star games. 96. 96. Brimberry won a three-point contest in dunk contest. No, he 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 tried to win a three-point contest, I think. He won the dunk contest and one and Leckler won the three point contest. I had to correct that real quick, <clears throat> but yeah, Dennis Scott was in there too. He should have won the three point contest. Dennis Scott, but uh, yeah, man, that it's been a good it's been a good month. It's been a good month. I guess I'm sorry I've been absent of that. And now we got the second half of the season coming up, and the Clippers are still adding players. <laughs> the Clippers have added Reggie Jackson. They've added Marcus Morris. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Sean Livingston is going to happen. It's coming. I'm just playing. 
I don't know who else they're going to add, but they're adding guys. Uh, they didn't. They, they've lost some game. They lost some key games. They've had some weeks to where they just can't really be dominant. And you've had weeks where the Lakers have been more dominant than the Clippers. Now we just can't beat them yet. But let me roll something back to you. The Chicago Bulls beat the Cavaliers when they won the finals all season long. They just kept winning until that playoffs came and they just couldn't beat the Cavs. Um, the Knicks beat the Heat, the Heatles, all regular season until it got to the playoffs and they got swept. So let's back that up to where, oh, man, look, Clippers can't, Clippers, Lakers can't beat Clippers regular season. Like I said, big difference. You got two of the top five players on the same team. When it gets to the playoffs, some things are going to alter like being it's going to alter like being because it's a guy's dream. I'm telling you, Laker Nation, they're going to be able to use those two guys, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and work everything work out better than what the Clippers can because you got a lot of guys that's going to need the ball to sit still. Shoot, Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson, Iso, Paul George, Kawhi. You don't have Lou Williams. You don't got guys that's going to just move the ball around like the Warriors. I promise you, watch what happens. Zubak is already losing minutes. They're, they're wary of him. Um, you know, Harold's going to have to do a lot. You know, they bring in Marcus Morris. They're not enough size. We're using JaVale and Dwight. It's going to be interesting. Houston, getting smaller, playing a little bit better, beat some big teams. They've lost to some bad teams. They're still trying to figure that out. Russell Westbrook has been coming on strong. He's been playing better through Harden's little slump. I just think he shoots too many threes, if you ask me. Still getting to the line. He can still hit his little mid-range. He needs to stick to that. They trade Capella. They get Robert Covington. Uh, Capella goes to the to the, the Hawks to try to help them out. Um, I'm going to say a big goes to John Morant, front runner for the rookie of the year. He's got him in the playoffs looking good. Uh, Zion's came into the scene going crazy. He's getting them some more wins. Brandon Ingram needs to stay the number one option. Celtics are looking really good. Jason Tatum is looking like a uh, savage. Marcus Smart shooting his best from the three-point line. Kimball Walker is being a big difference. Big difference. Gordon Edwards playing better. I mean, Celtics are something to look at. Way better than the 76ers right now. Even though the 76ers beat the Clippers. They look good. They're not there. They're not there. They're not to where they need to be. They're really not. Um, there's another thing I wanted to talk about this season. Um, yeah. Um, a big thing is, is how in the hell is – let me back this up a little bit. Back this up. How in the hell we coming down toward the end of this season and getting to the nitty-gritty? It's like 20-something, 28 more games left. And you got people sitting there saying that Zion Williamson can take rookie of the year from John Moran. Let me break some down to y'all, to y'all. He can. Okay? If it happens, y'all just really want to push the narrative for him to win rookie of the year so he can have that career to be like, he won rookie of the year and all that stuff. It better not happen. He can't. He cannot win it. Okay, I mean, 20 point games he get and all that stuff, he cannot reach what Josh done 
I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, I, I just don't understand that. It just, the talk of that is getting more and more amped up, and it's just like, no, no, Ja is doing the damn thing. And I picked him to win rookie of the year, and I'm not going on this vent because of that. I'm just saying, leave it alone, Ja Morant. Dante Wilder, Tyson Fury, this weekend, part two. First one was a draw. It was great. Great fight. It's happening again. They're getting pumped up. Shove match in the face off. They uh, showed up on Mass Singer that, you know what I'm saying, like they weren't standing near each other. It's going to be a good fight, and I can't wait this weekend. So if everybody gets tuned in on that, it's going down. Uh, I'm going to leave off by saying the Houston Astros, <laughs> excuse me, get my vocals ready for this. The Houston Astros can kiss my ass. And when, when Boston gets all the way put in this too, like I, I like I, I'm, I'm, I'm suspecting them was cheating too. But the Houston Astros, look what you have done to the baseball. Look what you've done to the integrity of baseball. Just look what you've done to where you made the commissioner sound like an idiot. Baseball won't be the same for a minute, especially for me. You can't use technology like that to try to gain an advantage. It's like hunting. If you use a drone to kill a deer, you're going to jail. You can use smelling aids, tree stands, duck calls, whatever the hell, turkey call. So basically what I'm saying, yeah, that's somebody sitting there, second base, trying to steal a sign, shortstop, somebody like that, seeing the catcher and pitcher. That's been done in years. So if you can still assign like that, that's cool. Because that's kind of like good old manufacturing, you know, they got to change their signs and stuff like that. We're using video to study up on and to use and be like, okay. Then you get results like how the Astros were looking these past few seasons. And it's been out of this world when you got, like, how Jose Altuve just smacks a home run from uh, uh, Aroldis Chapman like that. And you're like, how the hell that happened? You're seeing guys just knock the shit out of the ball, and they know what the pitch is coming. Aaron Judge got screwed out of an MVP. John Carlos Stanfield, I can hit on 80 home runs like that. You got pitchers that are pissed. Arbitration. Guys that can't get... I, I, like I said, I've already talked about this on the episode before, but when that commissioner sit there and said that just uh, over a hunk of metal, like you dumb some, you're just making it worse. You punish the team, you don't want to punish the team, or whatever the hell. I just, man, like I said, basketball is the best. <laughs> Football comes in second. Uh, boxing is big in my heart. You know, it's kind of over football for me, but like I said, Boxing is there. Baseball, you're losing me. You're losing me. You're gonna play, people want to talk about the balls of juice stuff and stuff and all that stuff, man. Like, what, what are we doing here? Don't want to get Barry Bonds and guys in the Hall of Fame, but you want guys to sit there and cheat like this using smartwatches and trash cans and buzzers and jerseys. <sighs> Yikes. It's been a great time being back doing an episode. I will have one ready for y'all next week. No lie. Y'all enjoy y'all's day. This has been the Soft Straight Talk Show. Hope y'all enjoying the sports. 
Hope y'all enjoying my takes. And have a good one.